News Biscuit, real fake news. Welcome to News Biscuit, the UK's original fake news. News Biscuit, now with 25% less salt. <laughs> I'm your host, Renfo, and joining me at my covert COVID Christmas party <laughs> are Mrs. Renfo. Hello. O'Shaughnessy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <there was> a- <laughs> <laughs> Question mark at the end yeah. of it, that <laughs> Like you just answered the phone. I'm a, like I'm a nuisance caller. <laughs> Hello. Uh, right, thank you for that. Um, Paul L. Hello. And Flash Harry. Hello. This month in sports, Australia's batsmen report that Omicron is 100% more effective than England's bowlers. <laughs> <laughs> While back home, the government denied having secret parties as they were too busy dancing on everyone's grave. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings us to our first round, News in Brief, where our panellists select their favourite headlines. Flash Ari, we'll start with you. What have you got for us? Right, number one, UK spirit animal is dead badger. <laughs> I can relate to. Is it to imply that once upon a time we, we were a happy live badger frolicking um, away I with think tuberculosis? They are the most sinister of all spirit animals, though, aren't they? Dead badgers. I, I think that, I, I mean, to be honest, even a live badger is pretty damn sinister. They're fucking huge, aren't they? Oh, sorry, is this podcast I'm not supposed to swear on? I do this every time. <laughs> They're very huge. Very huge. Can you have something that's very huge? They are large. Yes. Badgers are large. There we go. Is this a warning that you're sending out to the public at large? <laughs> Badgers are large. Be, yes. be warned. <laughs> Um, information films have gone downhill. Yeah. <laughs> and not to be mistaken for smaller black and white. Uh, what is Skunks, isn't it? The black and white. Was it? Is it? What was the cartoon? Pepe Le Pew. Pe- yeah, Pepe Le Pew, where he always used to kind of uh, yes. a, a cat, uh, basically. A painted cat, yes. Yes, that, that's got more rapey, actually, over time. <laughs> that cartoon seemed quite innocuous, but it, it's now very non-consensual. In the t- yes. he, so it just involved him, like, dressing her up and then drugging her. Wasn't that the gist at the end of every... Yeah, episode? I think so. I have vague memories. <laughs> Something like that. God, my childhood is dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't have any of this in my childhood. And the Pandy and Bill and Ben, we didn't have this sort of stuff. Ben were totally touching one another. Under the cover of those flaps, Pots, you have no idea what was going on underneath the compost. <laughs> What's going on beneath the compost? That sounds like some sort of great novel. Beneath the compost. Letting wine breathe is bollocks, confer- confirms experts. <laughs> so yeah. become, when you become an adult, there are certain foods where it's seen as a good idea to just leave it lying around for long periods of time, and it's better because of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like... Yeah. It- cheese with mold on i mean obviously i'm not a fan of cheese anyway but wtf like literally who was the first person who went hmm this looks delicious <laughs> it's green and it's furry and it smells really bad i mean kudos to the first person who ate stilton because uh, i mean probably not all there were they i i, I don't understand how that happened there must be a dare yeah well it's like <laughs> the first person who i uh, used whale vomit for perfume i mean that must, have been, behind you that, that must have been just some guy who'd run out of ideas for presents and it was christmas eve and he was panicking what should i get my wife <laughs> um shit i've got nothing i've got no oh here's the whale vomit <laughs> i'll pretend i'm sure 
I'll I'm pretend sure, it's perfume. I'm sure Lynx have got one, haven't they? Uh, <laughs> wild whale. Whale vomit probably smells better than Lynx based on my experience <laughs> during my, my teenage years. Sorry, sorry teenage boys ever. Yeah, uh, wife caught man having a fair using ship-to-ship oldest lamp. That's reminiscent of the Monty Python where they did the semaphore version yeah. of Wuthering yeah. Heights. Yes. I mean, it's, just, it's, just, it's just it's a great image, yeah. isn't it? This idea of un- unrequited love over a distance. <laughs> still managing to light up the the bedroom every <laughs> Subutio Table Soccer's latest addition to feature drunken England fans. <laughs> and the thing I hate most about the England fans is, and Mrs Renfro will attest to my hate, is the England band? No, I love the England band. I genuinely oh. think the England band went in for Eurovision. I think we would get more than Nil Poir. I love the England band. It's like, you know, that's... Oh, that, that, my God. worth it, you know, when They're you just... <laughs> Their atonal version of The Great Escape played on a loop for 90 minutes is unbearable. Yeah. It's superb. Half a semitone flat is a beautiful thing. It's the true meaning of a true meaning <laughs> of This is what Lewis Hamilton needs. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He would have won. He'd have thrashed Verstappen with the Barmy Army behind him, wouldn't he? Mm. What, just trying to drive fast enough to get away yeah, from the sound of the band? <laughs> yeah, you'd have slaughtered him. I'm fairly sure they're the cause of most football violence. I would be driven to a kind of murderous rage by just having to listen to that. <laughs> Tory Christmas party was unacceptable, says minister who wasn't invited. <laughs> I completely get the great British public's outrage about, you know, parties going on when we were all meant to be at home. I, I completely get it and I empathise with it. But I think, I do feel people have lost sight of just how shit office parties actually are. I mean, party is a little bit of a, uh, you know, kind of a misnomer, really, isn't it? And a Tory party. You, you feel they suffered enough already, these poor people who attended the party? <laughs> yes, something like that. <laughs> And when you, when you talk about outrage, what was interesting, it was, there were two waves of outrage I noticed on Twitter. There was an initial wave of outrage. Everyone was like, this is outrageous, these parties happen. <laughs> Horace has been at these parties, we're so angry. And then, of course, as the news kind of unfurled and we discovered that Boris really wasn't there at the parties, that it was mainly journalists and civil servants and back, you know, backroom people, then people got even more outraged because deep down they just wanted Boris to be there. So they get really <laughs> angry with Boris. And it's like he stole their thunder by not being the most reprehensible person at these parties. There were people far worse. It's very and- difficult to get angry at Joe from accounts who's <laughs> at the back of the photo. Yeah, who's worked really hard all year round. <laughs> and to be fair, was just looking forward to a little pub quiz. Yeah, because that's it, isn't it? We've got this is out. And what's great about that is, I've noticed, again, on Twitter, Twitter's hilarious. This. People are like, oh, no, this is terrible because it's not, it doesn't involve Boris directly. We're never going to catch him on corruption. And I'm thinking, what? Have you paid no attention to the last two years? Corruption. <laughs> he's allowed one scandal off. It's all down to the Christmas party. How to tell if dozens of people are having a party in your house <laughs> do you bump into strangers on the stairs who, who insist on telling you i bloody love you <laughs> or the telltale one which is are you at a party right now <laughs> <laughs> you know how you can tell a tory christmas party no it's the massive queue around the photocopier <laughs> 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 very, hand up there. very good, very good. Boris Johnson flouts Commons baby ban by attending PM's questions. <laughs> He's a bit uncomfortable about people bringing babies into the House of Commons. It's the fear that, that they are his <laughs> babies. That it's going to be like just a st- kind of a sting operation by the child support agency. <laughs> Carrie welcomes baby number three to number ten. 
he still does very much soil himself in public. That is his vibe. And you get I mean, he breastfeeds, but he's, he's not too choosy about which breast. He just works his way through the nation. Yeah. <laughs> COVID experts concerned pie variant will go on forever. As a math geek, I love that. You wrote that. Bravo. Um, that's my favourite. We get a lot of maths puns on News Biscuit. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, either some of our writers are, are cleverer than they let on. <laughs> musical about outdoor wife swapping to be called swinging in the rain i would watch that show i would watch that show hell i'd star in that show um bravo, bravo. Uh, what are you saying mrs fredbo we don't need to spice up we don't need to spice up our marriage quite that far yeah musicals that have old pun that that's always good i mean you could do a musical about chickens the bantam of the opera <laughs> God, that's worse than the one uh, on my list that I didn't even read out. I mean, yeah, that's that's woo, painful. Well, just the, the idea of this, this huge chicken that sort of haunts <laughs> a cathedral and, and sings and clucks. No, no, is that not a <laughs> no. we're, not, we're not interested in this? I think you're headed on to party ground there. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you, Mrs. Renfro, for those. Okay, I'm sure to see. Thatcher, you turning in her grave. Now, you're oh. assuming she's in a grave. I assume she was somewhere much hotter. <laughs> this was on the back of the national insurance uh, U-turns, foreign aid U-turns, making the BBC broadcast in black and white U-turn. <laughs> you know, the Owen Patterson debacle. And then the government overruled the Parliamentary Standards Committee, then it abolished the Standards Committee, then it abolished itself. <laughs> <laughs> Week, wasn't it? You got to a absolutely corking week. This is a by-election where in which the Tories and Labour Party both managed to get historically low numbers. I don't know how the two leading parties managed to do that, but I thought it was really interesting of the the, the Labour Party to take it because there's an opportunity. Owen Patterson has resigned in disgrace. Yeah, so think, yeah. Oh, great, you're gonna put someone in to run against him. That'll they'll be good. And they put someone in who was once Owen Pattinson's aide. So you're going, <laughs> why are you doing that? You're one, you're one opportunity to distance yourself from Owen Pattinson and you're you're running his aide in his seat. This is not <laughs> going to go well. Anyway. Flat cap on care costs for those in the North. Mm. <laughs> nice. We'll, we'll take, we, again, we do jokes about maths and we yeah. do jokes at the expense of our Northern... We Reverend. do. I should point out, a lot of the News Biscuit writers are from the North, but they are simple folk and don't often get the references. Look at all the three Southerners all just laughing their asses off. Dominic Raab now knows the countries of the world in alphabetical order, all the way down to Albania. <laughs> We've got the Queen forgets to turn up for Remembrance Day. <laughs> I can't remember who was who, who said it. I mean, it might be News Biscuit, it might be someone else. Someone was saying, well, the reason she didn't want to celebrate Remembrance is because because um, of Prince Andrew <laughs> didn't want to be <laughs> remembering anything right now. Um, <laughs> the party line with the royals is we remember nothing. <laughs> Don't diss the Queen. I love the Queen. I love the Queen so much. Don't diss the Queen. I, lo I love the Queen, like genuinely. I feel like she's my nana. I think lots of people do. I'm going to be devastated when she dies, which obviously will never happen. And well, thanks thanks well. to Prince Andrew. There's a good chance that he, she might be your nana. <laughs> 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 Rolls-Royce mini nuclear reactor comes with luxury picnic camper and does five miles a gallon. <laughs> mini nuclear reactors. I want to know how big they are. The mini. I mean, is it something that can? <laughs> is it something that can go in your briefcase? Where would you put your sandwiches? Would they go yeah. in the briefcase? 
that would make business meetings a bit scary where we everyone's got a briefcase by their by their chair one of them starts buzzing or something everyone's like backing away yeah um, well, as long as your sandwiches are in tin foil you'd be all right wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> they'd be the only thing all right for about a five yeah. mile radius <laughs> so i went out on a scientific tour now i didn't i just went out tonight and went to look around our local housing estate at the um at the christmas lights which has become a fun family tradition for the children and I reckon 60% of all Christmas lights have gone. When Mrs. Renfo said she was going around looking at Christmas lights, really what she was doing was casing the joint. She was, <laughs> she was seeing who was away for the Christmas period and we're going to break into their house. No, um, it's no, a little tradition I'm, our family have. I'm, That's how I'm we get Christmas gonna, presents. <laughs> there'll be a small child just waiting to take out my gold tooth if I try that tactic. I've watched enough Christmas movies to know you don't break into houses at Christmas time, not if you want to keep your gold tooth. That's a Home Alone reference, isn't it? The movie I've never watched. Something wrong have with you me. managed to get away with that. I don't like Macaulay Culkin. And mind you, he doesn't like me. So, I mean, it's it's mutual. He's very vocal about it as well, isn't he? He has. <laughs> he has. He never shuts up about it. That <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> Paul, what have we got? Winter storms blown out of proportion. <laughs> Little Mix gives fans a break after 10 years. <laughs> oh, sorry, have Little Mix split? Look, look at me and Flash Harry trying to explain about Little Mix, like getting in there. <laughs> like, like, like we're our relevant. Favorite, <laughs> uh, <laughs> our favourite band appear, appears. Uh, no, they, they take a hiatus while they've uh, going on uh, to explore solo projects. Pick a mix. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a, one of their first albums. Uh, greatest hits, that's got to be, hasn't it? Pick a mix. Pick a mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as we said it first, can we then sue them in? I noticed this week Eric Clapton sued oh, a woman gosh. for selling an album of his for £11 on eBay. Yeah. What a colossal dick. I'm just saying. I mean, Eric, if you're listening, what an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be celebrating £11 for an Eric Clapton album. I mean, that's is that not a record or something? I mean, that feels like the kind of thing that Christie's would be interested in. I mean, that's, you know. I'd yeah, I mean, he should be asking her about her business model, how she managed yeah, to get yeah. 11 quid for one of his albums. A CD um, too. It's not a vinyl, yes. a CD. <laughs> a CD. How petty is he that he's trawling eBay? <laughs> And it wasn't just like bog standard British eBay. It was German eBay as well. <laughs> He's on every eBay site around the world, <laughs> looking to see, looking out for bootleg copies of his albums. It is, it is like one of the reasons not to get sober if that's what you do. Um, <laughs> definitely the rock and roll dream there. Yeah, more people injured by walking into anti-terror bollards than any in any terrorist attack. Well, it's it's that classic thing of the the fear of a thing being worse sometimes in the. The, the fear itself, which is how I feel about Mrs. Brown's boys. Uh, <laughs> That's a slippery slope. It is. You, you soon become a fundamentalist after the second or third season of Mrs. Brown's boys. <laughs> the, desi the desire to strap Semtex to yourself and just run into a building and, <laughs> and press the button is, is quite high. It all. And the fact you just described Mrs. Brown's boys as harmless has left me questioning everything I thought I knew about our marriage. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. I, I kind of, yeah, it's it's an abomination. I, I can't believe you've described it as harmless. The marriage. <laughs> you might think it's harmless until Pretty Patel strips you of your citizenship for watching it. The marriage? <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking of Mrs. Brown's boys. It works both ways. Yes, I can imagine Mrs. Uh, Pretty Patel stripping me might be the end of my marriage. <laughs> That's a tough one to explain to Mrs. Renfo. Uh, she was looking for my border pass. Uh, you don't normally keep your border pass there. Basically what keeps the marriage fresh, to be honest. Is <laughs> this month, O'Shaughnessy 
is going to be sharing one of his favorite stories from the News Biscuit archive. O'Shaughnessy is one of our editors. So a quick question to O'Shaughnessy, is satire now easier or harder without Trump and Brexit? More to the point, do we need disasters to be funny? Yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to sort of elaborate on that, but I just can't. I like your answer, though, about kind of, yes, and I'm not going to elaborate. You realise that no. kills dead any podcast <laughs> that we might have if all we're going to have is monosyllabic answers. I could elaborate, but I'm not going to. I could say something funny, but I'd be spoiling you. Um, <laughs> News biscuit, brevity. Brevity above all yeah, else. Brevity, brevity. But, I mean, tr Trump, do we miss Trump? Can we bring him back? He hasn't gone, though. I thought he'd go. I thought he... Well, he's, I, he's what we don't realise is that he's still living in the White House. Well, Joe Biden wouldn't notice because Joe's, Joe's away with the fairies. Well, I mean, Joe Biden Joe Biden would fall asleep at a woke meeting, wouldn't he? <laughs> I'm scared that I'm going to like go and have a wee tonight and like Trump's going to be behind my cistern because the way you've described that, like, he's just like, he's like, oh, you know, you, you get parents doing that, like kind of the, the, the Christmas elf, the elf on the shelf thing in yeah. someone's house. The on Trump in the dump. <laughs> he'd, be the, he'd be the sort of ghost of Christmas bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas bollocks. You see, I've now got this vision in my mind of two two pendulous Christmas balls just sort of swaying. <laughs> Family Christmas lights crash the national grid. This includes an illuminated tableau featuring well-known seasonal figures such as Homer Simpson, a Wookiee, John Wayne, several Lord of the Rings characters, a pink Cadillac, and a ten-foot Elvis dressed as Santa. <laughs> they told us that whenever our lights went on, Slough was being plunged into total darkness. I kind of imagine that's what the Brexit festival would have looked like. There's well, several cheap... Lord of the Rings characters. Yeah, cheap illuminated kind of lighting just outside someone's house. Yeah. Although, according to Mrs. Redfoe, a lot of the lights aren't on at the moment. No, no. It's all lies. It's all, are you telling me that News Biscuit isn't all true? Gosh, this has shattered my little festive understanding of the world. My mum's neighbour has a, a four-foot-high purple illuminated uh, penguin. I'm really glad you came out with the penguin. Yes. I yeah. was really wondering where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> I think I emphasised penguin quite professionally, actually. <laughs> we used to do a thing, though. I mean, me and Mrs Renfo, and we're not going to put this in the episode, but I'm just saying, because it's just interesting. We, you, we, what, what we you do a thing where we drive, we would drive around, wouldn't we? The area, look at people's de decorations. I mean, I told that story earlier, but it's really good to hear that you are so... No, no, you walked out by yourself. I'm saying we used to go as a family. And that was the story I told, but good, excellent. All right, okay. Well, I'm not listening. Sharp. <laughs> Sharp, this marriage is a sham, all right? <laughs> not even Mrs. Renfo. You're just some woman that I found on the internet to come on this podcast. Don't even, a oh, what? Like, you know, you don't know me. You don't know me at all. <laughs> Merry Christmas to our viewers. Um, <laughs> right, okay. And after that little kind of uh, moment of marital bliss, our next round, though, is... True Biscuit, where our panel has to guess which is the real headline and which is the fake one. Camel's banned from Saudi Arabia beauty contest after being found to have had facelifts and Botox. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So there's a there's a beauty contest. Now, is this a beauty contest for, for people and a camel got themselves smuggled in under the pretext of having had surgery that they look like a person? Or is it a beauty contest just for camels? Only for camels. More than 40 entries have been disqualified. They receive Botox injections, apparently, these camels. Because, I mean, that, that raises the question, doesn't it, of what we find attractive, sexually camels. attractive in a, in a camel. <laughs> oh, you just found camels just full stop attractive, Paul. You're not even discerning. You just like any camel, 
any camel will do. When you're in the <laughs> desert, you're lonely. I get, well, you're exactly. thirsty. You could ask for water, but I'd rather ask for a camel. There's there's different types of thirst, isn't there, really? <laughs> <laughs> So when you've got a sexual thirst in the desert, yeah. you get a mirage of, of horny camels. Is that what you get? <laughs> I feel like we're getting uh, away from the story here. And, uh... No, no, but I think, I think we're getting closer to your, your, your inner No, just, just get back to the story, please. No, hold on. So, no, but no, I want to get, let's clear this up. So, so what are then are the attractive, what are the attractive qualities we want in a camel? The winner is based on the shape of uh, the camel's head, hump, dress, and posture. Are we implying the camels posture. are responsible for dressing themselves? Because I want to see that round. Yes, <laughs> to ask the camels questions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your ambition? Yes, and it, well, you know, I, just want peace, I just want peace in the world. What's the reward for winning something like this? It's a 50 million prize. 50 so. million pounds. 50 million. Yes. Wow. Uh, I would dress up as a camel and would you? Oh, yeah, would anyone join me in this venture? Because there's gonna I gonna need two people. We can't just one of us. We need I need a back end. We've <laughs> <laughs> gone quiet now. 50 million pounds. Come on, think about I've, it, guys. I've left the room. What, to get the camel suit? Good lad. Yeah. <laughs> 50 million pounds. Oh, that is a lot of motive right there. Actually, hold on. What's the prize for the actual Miss, Miss World competition? That still runs, isn't it? That's the thing, Miss World. Yeah, she wins a camel. She wins a camel. <laughs> yeah, it was a night with the camel. No, but I mean, it's, it's less than 50 million, isn't it? It's not even close to that. So a good-looking camel will earn more. <laughs> And that there, that's the patriarchy right there. Yeah. Well, is it though? Because I what one assume I see here, this is patriarchy. I'd assume they were all female camels competing. But does I, I, there's no indication of that so far. Is no. it, were they female? No, women and men. Are camels men and women are camels? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I just find them attractive. I don't uh, discriminate. Uh, yeah, I mean, once you're having sex with a camel, it probably doesn't matter which, which oh, gender you yeah. um, The next David Attenborough, right here, we've, we found him. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, camels, can it be boys or girls? Do they exist on land? Are, are they flightless? <laughs> So we're assuming this is, oh, this is a gender neutral thing. <laughs> so the Grammys have just gone gender neutral. Yep. So any camel can compete against Adele. <laughs> I think it's true because you can get very lonely in the desert. <laughs> uh, I'll go true. I mean, Paul seems very informed on all this. You I say try. informed, I say aroused. <laughs> One well, follows the whatever other. Whatever it is, it's to a worry. <laughs> it's false. It's preposterous, and you're all absolutely barking mad. No, it's nonsense. <laughs> Paul, is this your ultimate fantasy come come real, or, or is this a, a pack of lies? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, true. Zoom can't pick up on the little glint in in, in Paul's eye the moment he said this is true. <laughs> He's all he's smiling. He's all happy. I, um, when uh, when I can get my next ticket to Saudi Arabia, I'll. Uh, so you think Saudi Arabia's got a bad record on human rights abuses? Wait to see Paul and his and his camel abuses that follow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amnesty International will have to create a whole new page for what he's going to do. Uh, on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> this is our Christmassy show. Yes. And it's nice, <laughs> nice that we had a bit with camels in it. And well, I think you know, kids uh, are going to like that. Yeah, those three wise men were pretty, pretty wise. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
<laughs> they they knew what to travel on. Yeah. Those long nights. <laughs> okay. Naked wannabe Santa rescued after he gets stuck up a chimney. Everything there that we want in a new story. We've got Christmas and we've got a little bit of nudity. <laughs> <laughs> what part of the Christmas magic he interpreted as I should get naked before I go down the chimney? Well, Mrs. Renfrew, you may not be aware of this. This back in the sort of 1940s, 1950s, um, the Coca-Cola company took over the image of Santa and started portraying him as this jolly guy in a red suit. Prior to that, he was just naked. <laughs> in his, in, just his birthday suit, basically. And so that's, <laughs> that's um, okay. Yeah. Well, then, the, 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 the song, The Holidays is the Coming, is a lot more sinister when it's just a, a, a naked man <laughs> running down the street uh, with a can of Coke. <laughs> there are two reasons for the potential nudity going up. Well, it's a very tight space you're going to squeeze through. So you probably want to take off as much clothing as you can and just lube yourself up and then zoom down that way. And then back that, to camels. And go back to camels again. <laughs> or the other thing that occurred to me is maybe he was fully clothed and maybe the fire burnt the clothes off him. At least that's what I tell the police when they turned up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it took it took 30 fire officers and 10 police to, to, to get <laughs> to take him the out. Photographs. <laughs> to take photographs. They didn't need that many to take him out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but... <laughs> um, it just sounds like a deleted scene from Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> Say he was naked wannabe Santa. Where does the wannabe Santa come from? Apart from we've got the chimney, but it could just be naked bloke falls down chimney. Sean is he's right. Actually, the headline is naked man uses as excuse Santa. Not <laughs> naked man defies gravity by falling up chimney. Specific <laughs> <laughs> experiment. I mean, yeah, Professor Brian Cox could maybe be, you know, kind of, you know, involved. Oh, not involved Brian in Cox, it. please. Oh, no, not Brian. Oh. I mean, to be clear, he was not. Did there. you have a bad breakup, I'm sure? Is that what it is? <laughs> With Brian. No, I just fall asleep. Within about 10 minutes of him talking, I'm just asleep. And that's but how, that's is... when he takes advantage of me, says O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> <laughs> he just says, in the universe, big. And I've, I've, I've gone. I've turned, gone. <laughs> so I don't know how big the universe is. It's big. I hear it's big. Oh, it's, oh okay. Uh, we're, well, what we say, we're saying naked men are plausible. Chimneys are real. Yeah. But we're we're not necessarily convinced that, that fake Santas are real or that <laughs> <laughs> completely and utterly false. Because you don't believe in naked men. I don't believe no. no. <laughs> Good for you. I'm gonna go false for the same reasons. <laughs> because you don't believe in naked men. What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Flash Harry, surely you believe in naked men. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to say true, and you only need to do it once for that sort of label to stick. <laughs> Excellent. This is a true story. German firefighters had to rescue oh. a naked man who managed to get himself stuck in a chimney. Very serious, they had to make a hole in the second floor of the building. They got to him through the second floor of the house, so they just sort of knocked a hole, just exposing his genitals to, <laughs> to, the, to the crying children in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> who at this point are so deeply traumatised by the concept of one, Santa being stuck in the chimney, and two, this is what you see, kids. Well, look, at yeah. least they could say to the kids, look, kids, Santa exists. He does. <laughs> and he's fully engorged. Um, <laughs> and you're definitely on the naughty list. <laughs> oh, my God. We can't put any of this in the podcast. <laughs> we can't put any of this. Yeah. That's the point of the podcast, dear boy. Oh, this is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
And flash, Harry. Fox tossing. Fox tossing. Fox tossing. 17th and 18th century Germany played in a walled courtyard where couples stand about 20, 25 feet apart with a fabric net or swatch between them. And then uh, assorted woodland folk bounce them up as high as possible. And they're in a big sheet and you just yank them up and down and they fly and... And does this shit, how, what, what, I mean, uh, <laughs> is there, <laughs> it, what's the per? I was going to say, what's the purpose of this? But obviously the sheer joy is seeing them, seeing the look on their startled furry faces. And exactly. they're like, am I a bird? I didn't think I was. I don't know, where does this end though? I mean, after the initial kind of, oh, look, we're, we're tossing a fox up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you just keep doing it, what, forever until the fox learns to fly? No, I, I, essentially it's just um, a joyful slaughtering of small furry animals. Oh, they, do you keep doing it till they die? Oh, God. Oh, well, if they don't kill them all by making them, by, by scaring them to death, by bouncing them up and down in the fabric, they then club the wounded. <laughs> Wow. That's how all sports should end. And, and just come on and club anyone who's looking a bit tired. <laughs> I'm glad you picked such a Christmassy story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all the best Christmas stories have the bludgeoning to death. <laughs> of small furry <laughs> animals at its heart. <laughs> so so the aim of the game, and are we calling this a game or are we just calling this an act of... Slaughter. Yeah, the sort, yeah, squid game. <laughs> I, I'm not sure this is comedy gold. I think this is just, just appalling. What the fuck? I can't, I, I can't help seeing it. I can't help but seeing it. It's quite Christmassy, though, for some reason. It feels... <laughs> well, they would do a Christmas edition where they would... Um... I mean, Jesus, what happens in your house at Christmas? <laughs> the, cat, the cat was very surprised. <laughs> but no, I kind of agree with Paul. I, I, it's a horrible visual I've got in my mind, but it, it is happening in a Bavarian forest and it's yeah. got snow on the floor. I, and, and, and the people are laughing and they're drinking mulled wine. I, got, I have got that in my head. Yeah. You, you, you finish the fox tossing, then go off to the banquet. And so the choice is either someone at News Biscuit wrote this fucked up story. Yeah. <laughs> or we're saying this is true. Ah, what the hell? What is wrong with human beings? This is ah, uh, what the, what the, what the? Oh no! I'm gonna go true. I'm gonna hope it's false, so I'm gonna say false, and I hope that it was false. You done a bad thing, Flash Harry. Hope you're ashamed of yourself. Two or three times a day. <laughs> this is red foe. I think it's true. I feel like that was probably on TV in the eighties. <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> this is a knockout. It is true. They did have a festive edition where they would dress up the animal. As what? As birds? Um, hobgoblins, mythical beasts, caricatures of people they didn't like. Oh, that makes it all right then, doesn't it? It's like a BBC Christmas special. That was their version. <laughs> Pretty much. Quite beautiful That's... when you think about it. <laughs> oh, God, you know what? I feel vaguely ill after that. That's the tagline for all our podcasts. Oh. <laughs> British man changes name to Celine Dion after getting drunk in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so up until he'd been perfectly sober up until that point and had been mulling over the idea. And then when lockdown kicked in... He was, he was in, perfectly... He was just... Yeah, he was perfectly sober up until the point he drank a bottle of champagne. Well, um, champagne, I imagine, is the is the gateway drink to calling yourself Celine Dion. You know, if it just been pints, he'd have named himself like after, like, Willard out of 
EastEnders or something. But <laughs> He had been uh, watching a Celine Dion concert while he was consuming this champagne. And rather than be inspired by her music and things, all he took from the concert, concert was, nice name, wish I had that name. <laughs> I like the idea that emboldened, having called himself Celine Dion, he decided to tour under her name. <laughs> And it's only for an injunction that he's, he ended up stopping. As far as I know, he's remained Celine. He spent uh, 89 quid to share the name of the Canadian singer. And he got uh, 10 certificates to send to friends and family. It was surely cheaper to send her CDs. <laughs> <laughs> and just sign them off from Dave. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go false. I'm going to go true. Categorically true. And I think I know the man who did it. Well, personally... <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It's true. I'd like to say I've researched it a bit more, but at this point I sort of completely lost interest, so I didn't. <laughs> well, God damn it! On Newsbisker, <laughs> I expect my journalists <laughs> to research their stories. You can't just swan on with just a whole load of spurious nonsense. <laughs> Listening tonight, Celine and other Celine. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Finally, rather than sift through tea leaves, this brings us to our magic eight ball round. <laughs> Each of our guests is going to give us our predictions for next month's news. Mr. Blobby, back at number one. I thought you were going to say Blobby is back in number ten. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Day truce football match between uh, anti-vaxxers and the vaccinated called off because of COVID or <laughs> ongoing conspiracy. Whatever. You, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and his young people are going to be forced to say the word like in the correct context. Ooh. <laughs> Government to introduce a new Office of Plausible Deniability, or Ofplaid. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode. And I can reveal this month's winner is Julian Assange for sticking with the lockdown rules. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Julian. Yes, well done, Julian. <laughs> Our thoughts are with you. Good luck dodging the CIA. Um, I'd like to... <laughs> They're going to kill him. They're going to kill him. They've already said they've thought about it. It's, it's like Paul and the camels. You know he's going to have sex with the camel after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way for me to respond uh, to that, is there? Uh, without incriminating myself. Yeah. So. But if any camels, lonely camels are listening right now, you can send us your contact details to <laughs> paullikesitinthedunes.com. <laughs> It's uh, all or nothing for me. Um, <laughs> I'd like to thank our panel, Paul L. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Renfo. Goodbye. O'Shaughnessy. Goodbye. And Flash Arry. Goodbye. And I leave you with these headlines. Tories drop the word party from their name. <laughs> <laughs> Glacier to split for artistic differences. <laughs> Whistleblower reveals imminent threat of train departure. I like that one. I thought that one was good. I, I like I that one. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't get it. <laughs> what? I don't train, understand. Train guards blow a whistle. Yeah. And um, why is that funny? Because it's a it's a whistleblower. Whistleblowers are in businesses with people who whistleblowers. I and that. that type of whistleblower. I thought you were like literally like the guy with the whistle, the whistleblower. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be a long Christmas in our house, isn't it? It's going to be long you editing all this anyway. <laughs> yeah. But if it makes you guys feel better, I think there's only about 10 minutes of comedy in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to copy and paste the laughs over from last month. <laughs> <laughs> You've 
You've been listening to News Biscuit. News Biscuit is not only free for all readers, but we also accept submissions from any budding satirist, young or old. Visit newsbiscuit.com to submit headline stories and to support new writers. News Biscuit. Real fake news. As you can see, some of us made an effort with a Christmassy hat this evening because this is the Christmas podcast. Even though we're recording it quite early in December, by the time I finished editing it, it will be Christmas Day. So I thought we were—I thought we were doing this in July. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be that late. It's going to be that delayed. Yes, uh, Paul, that glass you held up there. The last couple of days, I've discovered a big pot of um, pickled onions in my house. Oh. I've been working my way through it. That looks like the vinegar that's left over from my <laughs> onions. It's very underrated uh, pickled onion juice. Yes. Uh, Yes, you are spending Christmas alone, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>